I'm Paul Comfort, and you're listening to Transit Unplugged. On today's episode, we talk to the CEO of Orlando's transit system called the Lynx. Of course, Orlando is often called the happiest place in the world with Walt Disney World there. But Lynx Transit serves all of Orange, Osceola, and Seminole counties. And Edward Johnson, the CEO there, is doing much more than just providing fixed route transit. He's got a whole new take on mobility management, how they're serving all the citizens in their region. You'll hear about all of that and more on this edition of Transit Unplugged. What does it mean to be a successful public transit agency? What are you doing to lead the way? It's time to learn from the top transit professionals in North America. This is Transit Unplugged with your host, Paul Comfort. Hi, I'm Paul Comfort and you're listening to Transit Unplugged and today we're down in not really sunny Florida. It's rainy today, <laughs> yeah. but we're in Florida, and I'm with uh, Ed- Edward Johnson, the CEO of Lynx. Lynx is the Orlando transit system and also the surrounding areas. Ed, do you go by Ed or Edward? I go by whatever you call okay. me. As long well, as you don't call me late for dinner, there you go. I'm you good. Both, yeah. <laughs> All right, so Ed's here yeah. with me, and um, he's got so much going on in Orlando. But first, you know, I really want to talk to you about your career. People are always interested in how did you become a CEO? So how did you become the CEO? Well, <laughs> you know what? Um, my story is a little different from most people uh, that I run into. Okay. Not only just the transit uh, leaders in this community, but, you know, uh, my whole story about my professional career is just totally different. I did not dream of being in transit. I graduated from college. Well, actually, I was working on my master's degree, and I started working for a regional planning commission. Okay. And um, and how I started working with them, I, I did a class internship. And they said, would you like a job? I said, I don't have a job, so I'll take a job. <laughs> so so that was the first thing. Okay. Uh, and so I did a whole myriad of things working for the regional planning commission, one of which was transit and economic development and community development. Um, and so while I was working with the regional planning commission, I get a call from my hometown, uh, Birmingham, Alabama, mm-hmm. and they said, hey, uh, we, need, we would like for someone to come over who can help us really to uh, develop our grants management program and also our contract administration because they outsourced all of their services do you want a job i said you know i could move back home my, my father was getting older yeah. um, my, my parents were in their late 40s when i was born so my parents you know were of quite of age yeah. by that point because you're so, only like 26 or 27 <laughs> well now, right? i wish that was the case uh, <laughs> you know uh, you know so with that uh so i so, said well since my father's getting older um, it's probably best that we come into one household. Yeah. And so it was an opportunity. And so, so great. You know, so a second job wasn't necessarily kind of looking forward. Yeah. yeah, just fell into it. And then I, uh, like I said, I worked for the uh, transit agency in Birmingham, Alabama. And then I went to an APTA conference in Orlando. Okay. And they had a couple of positions open. I said, well, you know what? I like both of those positions, but that's the job that I want right there. Really? And I got a call back, and they offered me the job. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So um, I, 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 I worked in the operations department mm-hmm. um, at Lynx in Orlando, and I, I worked there for 13 years. And then I get a call from MARTA in right. Atlanta and saying, hey, we're creating this new position, this uh, chief administrative officer position. Would you be interested in it? 
Yeah, because I wanted to go to a large agency, wanted to go to an yeah. organization that had rail, and uh, they were nice enough to extend me an offer there. Who was CEO? At the uh, time? It was Keith Parker. Okay, you know, the leg- Keith. Yeah, the legendary yeah. Keith Parker, and and I learned so much from him. Uh, great, great man to learn from. Yeah, and um, so when the position uh, of CEO at Lynx opened up, um, of course I got some calls because actually. My home was still in Orlando while I was working in Atlanta. Okay. My family stayed in, in Orlando. Long yeah, commute, yeah, huh? yeah. My, my wife uh, was. Uh, I, I would. I don't like to use the word were terrified of the Atlanta traffic, but she was not happy about okay, that. Yeah. So, um, and and just as we had decided that we've got to come back under one roof and me yeah, not commuting family, back and right, forth. Yeah. Um, the job for the CEO position in Orlando had opened up, and that's awesome. Man. And, yeah. and there I was. It's and, like your life yeah. has been charmed, blessed. Yes, yes, yeah. I've been blessed in, yeah. in, in so many, many different, in many ways, and uh, and I'm so grateful and appreciative of everything that have come my way. And I, I like to say that uh, God looks out for fools and babies, <laughs> and so uh, He has really looked out for me um, over these past twenty some odd years in my professional career. And you've been there for three years now, CEO? Well, it's two years. It'll okay. be two years in this coming up May. Gotcha. And so, but it was it was like I had never left because um, yeah. I had been there for 13 years. I I was uh, very familiar with uh, all of the board members. I've been knowing them all, you know, forever. Sure, yeah. And so it was as if just coming back home. That's wonderful. Yeah. So, and, and we've had a, a great time over these uh, nearly two years now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we were talking, you were talking about traffic in Atlanta versus Orlando, but Orlando traffic's pretty rough now too, isn't it sometimes? Oh yes, Uh, it can be for people who live far out. Right. Uh, But uh, I'm the type of person I believe in uh, work, play, and live within the same general area. So uh, I generally can get to work within um, seven to 10 minutes. That's good. And so wow. we don't have to deal with a yeah. lot of the congestion now. We just take the local road to get into work every day. So it's, it's, so it works well for my family. Yeah, well, yeah. And it's a good segue to talk about transit because yes. that's the power to get cars off the road, right? That's correct. So, yes. um, of course, you're serving Orlando, Florida, which is the you know happy Disneyland, all that, the happiest place in the world. But isn't it Absolutely. the number one tourist attraction in America or something it's, like that? It's, it's, it's getting there. Yeah. Um, you know, if that it's not Orlando the number area, one, but one it is the top. Yeah, it's actually one yeah. of the top ones. So tell and, us about what it's like to run a transit system in a big resort area like that. It's fun. Okay. And, you know, I, you know, and, and and I look for the fun in everything that I do. I do too. And, and, That's and it's, great. Yeah. It's a good and, philosophy. Keeps you right. young, right? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it, it and it helps you to be innovative. It helps you to be there creative. You go. Yeah. And and the reason why I say it's fun because you're coming across uh, people from all around the world. Yeah. And they're bringing their perspective of their transit agency to ours and comparing them and. Although many of them are coming from Europe where they have some very dynamic and bodacious yes. transit systems, but they're saying, oh, we really like how your system operates. We, oh, that's we, good. We love the interaction with the bus operators and the friendliness of the other customers who are saying, okay, yeah, hey, you're new in town. Hey, take this route and you make the connection with this one, with okay. this particular bus. And, right. and so it's just fun. It keeps it, that kind of friendly 
that they're getting at the resort. That's right. That's right. That on your transit a- absolutely. System. So absolutely. tell us about your transit system, some some of so, the scope of what it so is. So we, we operate over three hundred buses, okay. um, and we operate nearly twenty four hours a day. Okay. Uh, we we have uh, certain routes that operate. Uh, 23 and a half hours uh, um, every single day except on Sunday nights. And uh, we have about 1,100 employees. Uh, We primarily operate fixed route, paratransit, and van pool. Okay. And uh, what we're looking at now, we, we are restructuring our whole operation. Now, we are using the philosophy of mobility management. Okay. We started off on our paratransit side first, and we wanted to um, redirect the service delivery for our customers who are ambulatory. So if if you're an ambulatory customer and you have the mental capacity to navigate through the system, you don't necessarily have to be picked up uh, with a paratransit vehicle. That's exactly right. They're so expensive to operate. That's right. Half the people are ambulatory. That's right. That's right. And so we've now incorporated Uber, Lyft, and taxi cabs to deliver those trips for us. And how do you do that? How do you integrate them into the system? Well, first we identify whether or not um, they're ambulatory. Right. Then we segregate out those who does not have the capacity Mental, to, to yeah. get through mm-hmm. the system who don't need a whole lot of assistance. Okay. Uh, and then we work with those Do you do customers. that with functional eligibility testing or how do you do that? Well, we, we do functional um, eligibility testing yeah. just to get them certified to be on the system right. as a whole. But that helps you also determine Absolutely. if they can go in this pool that can use Th- that's these. That's right. That's okay. right. And you know the, the uniqueness of our paratransit service in Orlando is that we don't merely comply with the ADA regulation of just providing services for people who live within three quarters of a mile of our fixed route. Okay. We provide services for our paratransit customers throughout our entire service area. Really? So all three counties, okay. no matter where you are, even if you live in the most southern portion where um, houses are uh, five and six right. acres or greater, you know, and sometimes you just blanket the whole area. Yeah, absolutely. So what are your counties, Polk, and what else? No, it's Orange, Osceola, and Seminole counties. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, and so with such an enormity of uh, service area, mm-hmm. and so our paratransit users are much more expanded than some right. of the other transit might agencies. Might just be seniors. Or, yes, right. yes. Um, you know, it's not in relation to the fixed route system I at all. Okay. And so. Uh, so we transport got them in those groups, and how do you get them to use the Uber and the Lyft? Right, and right, right. Well, you know, um, for some of our customers who might be a little bit older than others, a little bit more senior, who right. may not be comfortable okay. uh, with getting into an Uber or Lyft, and they are uh, used to a Lynx vehicle coming to pick them up, yes. we've grandfathered them, them in. Okay. But anybody new coming into the system, we're going to place them in an Uber, Lyft, or Is a taxi. Is that right? Cab. Yes, yes. And wow. if they can navigate it. But for our customers who yeah. have been dependent on the system for 20, 25 years, and they just not comfortable with that change, right. we're not going to force them. Now, you have a contractor that runs your paratransit, right? Yes, yes. We use MV Transportation. Right. And my who, buddy Chris York there. That's yeah, right. We love guy. Chris York. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful person. And he's the right fit for our community. Again, we try to have fun and we want to have compassion and empathy. Right. And that's what he displays day in and day out. So how do they interact with the lifts and the taxi cab companies? Well, um, they don't. Uh, oh, we, okay. we actually, uh, Links now schedules the trips oh, so, okay. so our customers call in and say they uh, want to be picked up mm-hmm. at their home and take to work or doctor's office right. grocery shopping whatever whatever the case might be and you and decide then, where they go that's right okay. yeah so we basically have become a broker okay. and that's interesting yes and we want to know what is the 
best way to deliver that service. And that's how we get into this whole mobility management. Yeah. Using so the right solution yeah, yeah. to meet the transportation need of our customer. So like how many daily trips do you have? In your well, we transit? do uh, nearly 2,000 trips per day. Okay. And so that's a lot. It is. Yeah. So the percentage of them that goes to your traditional provider versus well, the new ones is well, what we, we and, and so we just started this uh, in December. Okay. Right now we're just above 20% of our trips are delivered with a transportation network company, yes. if you will. And we believe that we're going to definitely get a lot higher, but we, we're, we're working our way up. But what we have seen since we've instituted our mobility management program, um, our on-time performance have gone from the, the low 80s to the uh, low 90% on-time performance. So we're at about 92% on-time performance. And how do you track the OTP, the on-time performance of your non-traditional providers? Right. You know, that one is a little bit trickier now okay. because we don't have the automatic vehicle locators on it. Right. But, but you know Will what? Will Lyft give you that data? Well, you know, um, they, they, in some cases we can go in and track it. Okay. Individually, okay. but uh, we hadn't gotten to that point. Yeah. But what, what we've heard, though, wow, we really love that service. Of course. So, so that that like you're you getting know, a limo yeah, to come yeah, to the house and pick you up. Right. Who wouldn't that, like that? That's right. So, yeah. so when you have a vehicle that's coming to pick you up and um, it's a little bit more flexible, it's not stopping for other people yes. uh, as much. And, right. and sometimes there may be some some shared ride opportunities, but but it's not where that vehicle is being caught up in the type of congestion that our larger vehicles are yes. because they're not as nimble and not as flexible yeah. as, as, as a sedan is. What about scheduling? Uh, so ADA requires one to seven days in advance. Do you allow same day reservations? Well, for right now we're just TNCs doing, uh, doing the the, just we're using the old rules okay. right now because what we want to do is make sure that we're not treating anyone differently that's than true. the other. So, yeah. so everything that we do, the fares remain the same. Okay. All we're doing is just using a different technology. Gotcha. That way we no one can come back and say that right. we're giving one person a benefit that the others are not yeah. uh, benefiting from. So your one-ray fare on your fixed rate, isn't that two bucks? Yes, that's and, correct. And so what do you charge for paratransit? Uh, it's twice right. uh, the amount. Okay, so um, four bucks. But um, again, uh, we, we also have another uh, funding solution in the state of Florida. It's called uh, the Transportation Disadvantage. So the state of Florida helps offset some of our costs for people with disabilities. Right. And uh, that cost is actually, uh, it's increase just a little bit more based upon the zone because okay. again because oh, we're right. not, you're so long, you're such a big territory so, right right and so yeah. as you go out a little bit further um the cost uh graduates up uh, right. a nominal sure. fee yeah so are you seeing this new approach I mean, one of the things i speak about all over the country is that the cost of paratransit growing six percent a year eight percent is unsustainable yes, that's correct is this helping you manage Abs those costs? absolutely yes so of the 20 percent of trips that we have delivered through TNCs, we've seen that uh, our costs were cut in half if we opposed to our traditional way of delivering the services. So, so with you taking uh, the trips off of our paratransit vehicle and, and making those numbers a lot more manageable mm -hmm. uh, because it's one thing to try to uh, put a number of trips scheduled on one vehicle and if you have this, such as a vehicle accident or it runs into uh, traffic congestion because of another type of accident or a customer has an accident on the vehicle, it has a ripple effect 
down the line and that throws everybody off yes, and you're scrambling right. to reschedule those yes, trips. Believe me, I've so, done that personally. Right, right. <laughs> so now yeah. it's a little bit more manageable. And I, I think there is a breaking point where it's a sweet spot on the number of trips that any entity can try to transport yes. at, 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 a, at a particular time. Well, you're right. That's yeah. good. So that's where you're testing out this and then eventually yeah. you'll try to do it on the fixed route side too. Well, yes, and and actually what we're going we we we, we call this links forward. Okay, and there you our, go. our our team came yeah. up with this name. And, and it's L Y N X. That's correct. Are yes. for, like the cat. That's right. Yeah. And so what we uh, when I talked to the staff, I said we can't continue to operate our fixed route system the way that we've always operated. Just like we're making changes in paratransit, we've got to do the same thing on the fixed route side. And so we did what we call our route optimization study. And we want to understand, well, first of all, we've been operating these same routes since the 1970s. Let's just throw that map out and start all over and say, what are our real traffic patterns? And then understand, um, the, the, the placement of our bus stops, is that slowing the vehicle down? Uh, also, understanding that we really don't need a 40-foot bus or a 60-foot bus operating at 9 o'clock at night on these routes. So now we need to start looking at microtransit in certain areas so that we're not spending $90 an hour to op you know that's operating a bus uh, and you're probably getting one, two, three passenger trips per hour yeah. when we can just use a smaller vehicle, getting a third party to come right. in and deliver those services. So, Very uh, smart. Yeah. That's really good how so you're being nimble. Yeah, you're right, you're right. So yeah. we're having fun with it, and we're going to be presenting uh, our plan, hopefully, to our board of directors uh, the end of this summer, saying, hey, this is how we envision a new system. And also, we want to keep our fixed route buses, our larger buses, our 40-foot and 60-foot buses along the major thoroughfares and not diverting those vehicles back into the neighborhoods. Mm -hmm. uh, here in the state of Florida, we're not operating on a grid zone like we do in New York and right. D.C. and places like that. You know, really, the um, here in the state of Florida, most especially in Orlando, the network systems were built for cars. Right. They were not built for transit. Right. So, now, what we've got to do is not try to deliver services like they do in the Northeast. We've got to figure out how do we really deliver services in Central Florida. Sounds like you're you're figuring it out. Yes, I mean, yes, you've yes. got a great plan. Yeah, yeah. So, so it's a good segue to talk about your governance because you mentioned your board of directors. So yes, tell us yes. How are you funded and how are you governed? Okay, so let's start with our board of directors okay. first. We have uh, five board members, All right. and now that's a little different from a lot that's, of other places. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I first went to Links uh, back in the year of 2000, uh, we had uh, 11 board members. Okay, and then uh, there was a. Uh, redistribution of the uh, governing structure and came up with only five board members. And the structure of those board members are uh, the mayor of Orlando, the mayor of Orange County, the chairman of Osceola and Seminole counties, and the uh, secretary of DOT for that particular region. That's and your that, board members? Yes, that was wow, a, yeah. you got some heavy hitters, man. Yes, yes, you yes. You got the real power brokers. That's there. right. So if we when we come, we got to come correct. There you go. <laughs> but when they make yes. a decision, they can help you implement that's it. That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's the key to it. That's what um, you got the our juice. legislators <laughs> were looking at, saying that we want people that can make a decision who's going to really help move the organization forward. And is that working yes. well? Oh, it always it's, it works well. Good. Um, you know, 
the way that we're funded is a little different. We don't have a dedicated funding source. Okay. Uh, our, our board members are really um, excited about getting dedicated funding. But, you know, with, with all things, timing mm-hmm. is everything. Right. And also, when you're talking about uh, taxable opportunities over three different counties, and each one may be in a different position based upon the particular taxing source that may be identified. Right. So th- this is not a process that you can just jump in and say, we're going to do it. Right. You know, you got to think this through. Yes. And so I think our board members have been, and our elected officials have been right to wait until they can make sure that they do something that's going to be good for all parties that's associated with it. So what they have been doing over the past 25, 30 years is basically pulling monies either from their gas tax that they generate or from their uh, property tax and things of that nature. And we basically invoice them for hours of service that's that's generated within their, their county. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we all know that's not a sustainable mar- model. Yeah. But when we put in our links forward, um, solution. Uh, we, we're basically cleaning up how we're doing business to make sure that the system is as efficient as possible. And then we show our community how we can really grow the system so the entire community see a benefit of it. Then we think it's the right time to start talking to the community about we need better funding. Right. But you can't go out to the yeah. masses and saying that, well, we're going to uh, elect to uh, tax ourselves more and we're not getting as much service as we would hope to. Mm-hmm. So we've got to show them what they can get uh, with this. So that's what our whole Links Forward program is about. And it gives our um, board members and our elected officials a tool by which that they can act on. Okay. Because we can't give them something then they go out and get beat up by the public. Right. That, that's, that, that, we're not being good stewards at that point to our board members and yes. elected officials. That's good. So what mm-hmm. is your total budget on an annual basis? Well, right now we're just under $140 million a year. Uh, still a small organization. That's a good, healthy budget, It, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, but we, we know that uh, we could provide a lot more. Yeah. Um, but if, if we had the funding. But first and foremost, we got to make sure that we are good stewards of what we have right now. And uh, by being a good steward, uh, you've got a bunch of good projects coming up. Yes. So tell us about some of the cool things you do with college students and your yeah. limo service and your bus tracker yeah. and all that. Well, some of your new innovations. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, since uh, you know, I, I started back with Lynx uh, back in um, March of 2016, and we've accomplished quite a bit. Number one, we put uh, Wi-Fi on all of our buses. Really? Yes. And we have rolled out four mobile applications. Uh, one is a mobile fare payment system. But right now, it's operating off of a visual inspection. Okay. Um, you know, we will be putting validators on very soon, uh, but we're working with our state DOT on this so it can tie back into com- the commuter rail system. Okay. Uh, then secondly, we have our uh, bus tracker system, uh, and the customers really love that as well. They look at their phone and, and see they, right where that, the bus that's is. That's right. So on a rainy day like this, they don't have to stand out at that bus stop. Yes. You know, they can look at their phone and say, okay, now I can go out there yes. and not get soaking wet. Uh, also, we have our... Uh, Within our fixed route operation, we do have a demand response type system uh, for areas where we really don't need a 40-foot bus to operate. Okay. Uh, and so we have a mobile app where you can schedule your trip, and then you can wow. monitor the vehicle as it's in the, on its way to pick you up. And that has been our precursor to roll out for our paratransit customers. Yeah, I was going to say, that's yeah. almost like microtransit. It, it is. Yeah. It is. Um, and then uh, next, uh, we have rolled out our See Something, Say Something app. I where really like people, this. Yeah, can uh, give us, uh, they can take a picture or take a short video of something that's going on on the bus that should not be taking place. 
And who, where does that go? Who does that get reported It goes to? back to our uh, security office. Okay. Um, and, and as soon as it pulls up, comes up on the screen, our uh, security team are going to call the local law enforcement entities and get them out dispatched immediately. So if somebody's out taking... Uh, doing taking your trash cans and dumping them yes, over or vandalizing yes, something, absolutely. they snap a picture. Yeah, you can have yeah. immediate response. Well, that's right. And they don't have to call in and get no, their. No, no, that's yes. right. And they can send it, and and you know, uh, you can put in the location. You, know, you can give as much information as you want. We can communicate back and forth, letting the customer know that's what an we're app. doing. Yes, that is correct. Wow. Uh, and does there, it, is it used a lot? You know what. Um, Initially, man, we were getting all kinds of feedback, <laughs> <laughs> but it's starting to uh, temper down now. Okay. Uh, but you know what we found out? It was we did not receive any complaints about people acting inappropriately on the system. Okay. What we were getting was more about uh, cleanliness of bus stops, which we want that. Yeah. And so we're, we're making a concerted effort to make sure that we target uh, certain areas. That's good. Because yeah. you did that all four of the things yes. that you've been here? Yes. Man, that yes. is big time. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, the thing is, you know, when I first talked to the staff about these things, like, well, we can't do all of that. And I'm like, uh, yeah, yes, you a, can. That's a big bite yeah, that you, yeah. that you but got you know it what? done. But when you, when you know what you want to do yeah. and you understand how to have fun while you're doing it, right. you can accomplish anything that you want. That's you great. Know, and I believe in not putting blinders on. Uh, let's let's be as creative. Let's have fun. Let's right. enjoy what we do. And then it doesn't seem that bad. That's good. And and most things that we do, certainly going forward, uh, we will do a lot of the installation ourselves rather than having okay. a vendor to do it. Yeah. Because, you know, there are certain upcharges with sure, that. Of and I, I'm quite sure some of the listening audience don't want to hear that. Yeah. Uh, but what we've got to do is manage the system. Right. You know, if the private sector can show us how they can help us meet those efforts on those costs, hey, we're glad to uh, bring them on in because, you know, we, we, we can be stretched a yeah. little too far at times. And so, but at the same time, we have to look at how do we really manage the system? Um, because as, as, as we talked about, our board, we got some really heavy hitters on our board of directors and... You know, they look very closely at how we spend the dollar. Yes. Well, one of the kind of unique, efficient ways I see that you're running transit, and it also helps get young people used to it, is offering yes. free transportation to the university, and yes. they fund it through like an annual contract. How does yes, that yes. Um, so when I first went back to Orlando, I wanted to, my, my, our goal was to establish partnerships yes. throughout the entire metropolitan area, because I believe that links cannot be successful without other entities being a part of us. And so um, we going out and saying we need dedicated funding and you don't have anyone to help champion that, right. you're not gonna get very far. And so we needed to establish relationships with agencies in the community. So uh, one of the things I felt is that if we can get a good partnership with our local university and colleges, then that's, that's a very good first start, and then we can build off of that. So we went out to uh, the University of Central Florida, also Valencia College and Seminole State College, and said, hey, if you give us $1 per student, we will allow them to ride our bus free for a full year. 
One dollar per student. Yes. Wow. That's a and deal. You're right. <laughs> and so when we, when we, you know, the thing is that we're not doing anything different than what we were already doing. The buses are still going down the road. We're not at maximum capacity. Right. We're, we're not. So there's no additional fixed cost. That, to that's this. right. Yeah, there's, yeah. You know, so, yeah. And we know that there are some people at those institutions that are buying bus passes. But, but when you look at it in this uh, holistic approach, we're generating a lot more revenue yeah. uh, by getting that dollar per year per student. Uh, plus, now we're attracting more people to us and uh, now we're getting more riders on board and that adds to our ridership reporting to right. NTD. Well, and it gets yeah. young people used to using public That's transit. right. That's, That's right. Absolutely. And then yeah. they can pass it on to right. their children coming behind them. Yeah. But um, our local universities and colleges recognize that, hey, this is a small investment that can have a much larger return for them. Absolutely. Because win -win. less cars coming onto their campus mean yep. less parking that they have to build out and maintain. Yep. And so um, our, our, when I talked to our CFO and a couple of staff members in our organization uh, about this, they said, a dollar a year? That's really cheap. We should be asking more. I said, we can't go in and chase them away from us. Right. We need to set this at a at a uh, level that they cannot refuse it. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. And now they're advocates for you. That's right. right. Absolutely. So you you had a net. Uh, what's that book that says? Don't do any big decision for just one reason. Right. You that's have multiple right. Multiple reasons. That's for that. right. That's right. Yeah. And so uh, one of the local colleges have have now since come back to us and say, Hey, you know, uh, we like the way that you're thinking. So we would like for you to design a shuttle service between our campuses, and certainly we would pay you to do that. See that? Yeah. And so, so it's really- Added benefits. That's right. Yeah. If you don't open yourself up yeah. and say, here we are, this is how we can partner with you, um, and, and, and it keeps them not thinking about you and thinking about all the possibilities. Right. And we've even um, talked with uh, one university about who, who operates their own uh, transit system on campus we're saying let us manage that for you. you, you don't need to do that hey we're not asking you, you know, we're not going out trying to educate people right. so you don't need to try to transport people yeah, let us do that that's right, right. Yeah. that's right and so so we've been in conversations with them about that and, and, and we're looking for that to get off the ground um, soon so if I had to summarize kind of your approach to transit yeah. would this be good that it's fun uh, you want to be open to ideas yes. and a willingness to try new things. Absolutely. That's man, wonderful. Man, you solved it up better than I could. Uh, <laughs> well, that's yeah. great. So you've got a lot going on down here. What do you, in, in the last minute or two, what is, what's next for you guys at, at Lynx in Orlando? Well, we're uh, partnering with the city of Orlando and our uh, metropolitan planning organization looking at autonomous vehicle operation. Really? You know, we operate a uh, our downtown circulator called Limo. Okay. Um, Roughly about 80% of it to 80 to 85% of the operations actually operate in a fixed guideway environment. So we felt that that would be a good uh, oh, starting yeah. point for autonomous vehicle operations. But we're not jumping right into the testing of vehicles. Okay. What we want to first look at is what are the needs to operate that in that type of environment. So yeah. we want to know what do we need to have in place from a back office standpoint? What do we need from a staffing standpoint? Um, and then once we know the type of employees that we need Count in the, the organization, cost ahead of time, right? that's right. Then we can start looking at the actual service delivery models. Okay. We, but we don't want to jump into something yeah. and then we find that we've invested in 
in, in the technology and, and because technology rapidly changes every two to four years yes, yeah yes. so we want to be able to have a clear vision on what right. direction we want to go in that's going to be sustainable for our community and then we can say to the uh, business community this is the direction we want to go in now come in and give us a plan and it's very yeah. well thought out that's right yeah. that's right yeah. and so that, that that would be one thing we're looking at then the other we're looking at um uh, looking at bus rapid transit on um, several corridors. And um, we've identified two corridors right now that each are a little over 20 miles apiece. Okay. And we're going to be looking to engage the private market to help comp uh, finance go. that effort yes. for us. So. Yeah, a lot of people are looking at that now. Yes. Capital dollars are a little tight. That's right. Why That's not right. try some P3 models and things That's like right. that? That's yeah. right. Yes, yes. So, so we, wow, we, you've we, got we, it all going on, yeah, man. Yeah, man. We, and, 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 <laughs> and it's fun. And uh, I, I tell you, our staff, our planning staff, our grant staff, our um, finance team, they're all just just eating it up and they're having fun. They're like, yeah, we can do this. So they look we can forward do that. to coming to work, right? Yes, absolutely. What a and great that's what we want. Have. Yeah, yeah. With, you know, with, with all great things, you know, that there are times, you know, clashing of ideas. Oh, sure. But, you know, as long as we don't have clashing of personalities, we can have clashing of priorities. Yeah. We can fix that. Yeah, and I and can so, see yeah. with your leadership style, you probably don't have much of that. It's probably no, just no, no, no. the best ideas bubble up. Yes, yes. Yeah. And so, our, what it's incumbent upon me now is making sure that I get the resources so we can implement these things and, and not get everybody all excited and say, okay, now we got to stop. Right. right. <laughs> what a great leader. Well, yes, sir. they're very, uh, I mean, they're blessed to have you as a leader. Well, thank you, sir. Thank Orlando. you so very I, I'm much. I'm very excited about all the things you're doing and uh, we really appreciate you taking the time today to share Absolutely. with all of our thank thousands you for of listeners. Me. Yes, sir. Uh, all the great things you're doing. I think it was a great education for everyone. Thank yes, you. sir. Thank you Edward so very Johnson, much. CEO yes, of Lynx here in Orlando. <laughs> You've been listening to Transit Unplugged, powered by Trapeze Group. To stay up to date, subscribe on iTunes or Google Play, or join the conversation at transitunplugged.com. Thanks for listening.